Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good Friday afternoon and welcome into your pals, Grant and Danny's teeny tiny little radio show here on 1067 The Fan. February 24th, 2023, just after 2 o'clock. We appreciate you making this show part of your day. We got Charles Gasparino of Fox Business who's joining us. In 55 minutes, Charles is saying that Dan Snyder needs $6 billion to sell, and the NFL wants Jeff Bezos to be the guy to give him the $6 billion. We'll talk to him about that. 5 o'clock today, Chad Brown, who played with Eric Bieniemy at Colorado, knows him very well, stops by the show, longtime NFL linebacker. Daniel. We are shucking and jiving, moving and grooving. I came in, I got a little surprise, leftover ribs. And potato salad from B. Mitch and Finley. Pummeled that. I got a new Formula One drive to survive season that dropped today. We got B. Enemy. We got Gasparino. We got Jeff Bezos throwing his weight around. I'm all steamed up. It's a good little sports week. Again, it's been pretty dark here in the D.C. region. It's been, it's been bad. If you kind of look up and notice all the sports teams are in steep decline, and then a couple of them still kind of are, but there's news. There's, there's, there's activity. It gets the people moving. Speaking of teams in decline, the Caps lost last night to the Anaheim Ducks. That feels like a low point. I've been in a lot of these games lately where they can't score and they lose. Yeah. Even went to Raleigh for one of them, outdoors. Mm -hmm. Been at the arena a couple times this week. They lose. They didn't score as many goals as the other team. The Ducks, who are terrible, by the way, fall behind 1-0, tie the game. Fall behind 2-1, tie the game. And then eventually they score the final three goals of the game. They beat the Caps. They have just kind of shut down on offense. They are broken at this point from a goal-scoring standpoint. Yesterday, while we were on the air, we got to react to this. They began their sell-off, Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway to Boston for first, second, and third-round picks over the next three years. I think the beginning of a selling period at this trade deadline, they're not going to blow it up. They shouldn't blow it up. But they are going to retool and reload here with some prospects and some draft picks for the next couple of seasons, and maybe even more specifically, Danny, for life after Alex Ovechkin a couple of years from now, everyone thinks it's going to be bleak when he hangs up the skates. You can cushion the blow a little bit here if you sell at this deadline with some of your 11 free agents. But I will say, the energy at the arena last night was still really good. People had already bought their tickets, I'm sure, and right. thought, hey, already this is going to be yeah. a big hockey game against a bad team. I'm going to see him score five goals. Uh, we'll see what, what Capital One Arena looks like this weekend against the Rangers and for the remainder of the just over 20 games left on the slate, but the Caps, I would say, are officially cooked at this point. They have not done this in 15 years. 
I need everyone to understand how unusual that is. Just as a, a brief editorial, if I may, here on the Grant and Daddy Radio Program. The normal course of things is team gets really good, has a window. Maybe you win, maybe you don't. Then everybody gets old and you fall off, you break down, you turn bad. See, the Washington Nationals is the best example of that, right? And you start a rebuild again that takes a few years. The Capitals have been in the postseason. I know it's a different sport. Basically, 14 out of 15 times. And the one time they didn't make it is because they had an overmatched gentleman as their head coach, pretty much. Pretty amazing. So we're not used to this around here. They deserve some grace. They absolutely do. And I think it's going to be kind of a quick retooling here. I really do believe they'll be right back in the postseason mix next year. But we can get more into them in the Blitz. And as the day goes along today here on GND, the Wizards are back to action. Feels like it's been forever since they played. They had a little respite, the All-Star break. When did the NBA start doing a thing where after the weekend of the All-Star festivities, everyone just gets 50 days off? Is that new? Newish, yeah. It used to be you, you get going right away on Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. It's because, you know, all the stars were so much as expected of them. You know, they, they, they're needed everywhere. They got to rally for the game and then the contest and this and that. And they're all kind of throughout. They they complain they never get to rest at all. So now they've added even Those more days are, in the back end. Constantly missing games for rest. And therein lies the problem I have. I, I see this a lot in the NBA. I'm, I'm, I was joking when I say constantly, but Steve Kerr came out. He knows a lot more about basketball and with the well being of, of hoops than I do. But he came out recently and said, we really got to shorten the season. I 100% agree. From 82 games to 72 games, because this idea that we're on the road and some kids paying to see all my guys, but I got to sit them because I'm worried about the Warriors winning the title, not that kid getting to see this particular game. That's not really what I deal with here. Uh, 72 games would fix this problem. I don't think it would. Now, I am foreshortening the season, for Mm -hmm. the record. Why not? It can't be worse than the current situation with the days off and and not knowing who's going to play and who isn't when you show up. But I think you're just going to get the same thing. So at 72 games, now guys are still going to rest and still going to do. playing 63. Exactly. So I don't think that fixes the problem. I'm all for doing it if you think that the product improves. There's probably good reason to do it. But the the idea that that's going to get rid of just – Player rest days, rest, and load management. Yeah. When guys are healthy and all the load management issues that we have, I disagree with that. So two things. One, I don't think it fixes everything. I think it helps it. A, a schedule with 10 less games, you would think you could prevent back-to-backs, which is, I think, the number one kind of cause of some of these uh, rest days and you know maintenance days and whatever else. Second, there's another angle that's kind of pushing towards reducing seasons. Have you been following what's going on with Diamond Sports and the regional cable networks? That we may be on the verge of a complete sea change in how some local television deals with these teams. It's been the lifeblood of, of sports like baseball, hockey, basketball. The NFL is its own animal. They just, you know, 50 million people watch every game and sort of that's that. But for everybody else, when you got an 82 game or 162 game season, Diamond Sports missed a huge interest payment, $140 million. They're on the verge of going bankrupt. They own the rights to 40 some teams across this country in terms of broadcasting. Somebody's suggesting that that might be a great way to to sort of help with some of these uh, the broadcasts to reduce that number as well, just to to make it make a bit more make sense. It's arguments above my pay grade because I don't quite understand this stuff, but how, how the John you, O'Rans of the world what have you been c- saying that. Connect those dots. I don't understand what you're saying. So one angle, we're pushing towards fewer games, someone looking at players missing a ton of time. Another angle is these regional sports networks that may be their best strategy to kind of continue to broadcast these games in local games. markets, step fewer games. That's possible, I guess. I mean, the money in these TV deals, specifically in football, but in all sports, is astronomical. I would say this, though. Seeing what's happening with these RSNs and the local 
television stations now where a lot of them don't have a ton of content outside of games and the games themselves, as you said, are, are now in peril in, in at least some cases. It seems like Ted Leonsis was ahead of the curve on this, doesn't it? Yeah. He said, I'll be running my own thing. And he bought in on NBC Sports Washington and kind of got his foot in the door. And now he owns the whole thing. It's his company. And he's going to produce and do his own broadcasts and games. That could be a way forward for a lot of these teams where you have the financial wherewithal to do that as well. Because I don't think right now at, at Monumental Sports and Entertainment, they're as worried as some of these teams might be because they have their own broadcast right. rights. Um, that's something probably for another day. Uh, Knicks Wizards, though, tonight, Capital One Arena, 7 o'clock tip. First game for the Wiz at home in a couple weeks. Bradley Beal was listed questionable yesterday, even after the hiatus. Hopefully he gives it a go tonight. Tenth in the Eastern Conference. They got no wiggle room here. They got to stockpile some wins and stack some pennies as they get closer to the postseason. Yeah, Chicago is falling apart behind them. So there's a great chance they make the Ted Leonsis Classic and, you know, get that play-in game. They play the Bulls Sunday at 3.30, by the way, uh, in Chicago, which will be a huge game. They got the Hawks after that who just fired their head coach. So this is a bit of a fortuitous stretch here for them. I would say an opportunity to put a little hay in the barn out of the break. They're a game back of the Hawks for the eight spot. You know, so those there are three teams that are jumbled right there. Nobody's any good, uh, but the Wizards are in a good enough spot to make that plan, which I guess, as Tommy Shepard said, is the promised land (laughs) to make the postseason. They were playing better going into the break. No, they have been, yes. Yeah. Like the timing of the break might not have been ideal for them only because they were really starting to, it seemed like, put some things together. So see if they pick up where they left off. As far as the Commanders go, they were the dominant team in the news yesterday. Twofold here with the Commanders. You've got Eric Bieniemy introduced as your offensive coordinator. So yesterday was your pomp and your circumstance, and he's walking around and interviewing with all of the local media and, and conducting his press conference and getting to know everybody. Today, theoretically, he's working. He's interviewing assistants. He's putting together a staff. Nose to the grindstone. He is starting to make the big rocks into little rocks over in Ashburn. Uh, and not long after he was introduced, which was a celebratory day for this fan base, the story broke in the Washington Post yesterday about 4 o'clock while we were on the air that Jeff Bezos has thrown his hat into the ring and is doing his due dil- some due diligence on whether or not he wants to buy the commanders hiring the same firm that was involved in the last two sales in the NFL. At some point today, I want to ask our listeners, maybe at 425, what story do you care more about? Like, what is more exciting to you or, or what is more interesting? What's going on on the field with Biennemi in this offense having a chance maybe to be good for the first time in, in several a long years? time. Or the fact that Bezos yesterday put his Amazon Prime signal up in the sky for the first time and we all looked up and said, Bezos coming? That looks like Bezos' That's sign. Bezos' music. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's the second one, but I, I know how my uh, my brain works. I'd also add, though, to supplement, it, kind of walking the line between the two, regarding Eric Bieniemy, team president Jason Wright openly referred to a time before and then a time after the sale takes place, a transition. Just and Then, you know, shortly thereafter, Jeff Bezos uh, is announced. So it was talking about how, how, how can you hire and fire and attract candidates? Uh, is that a complication with the potential sale? And he openly referred to that sale uh, as something that they're all sort of working towards in an A, B, and kind of a B, C, which is pretty incredible. And then enter Jeff Bezos. Uh, what a day yesterday was. Yesterday, we had those developments, and we thought, that'll be this week's movement on the ownership. 
story. Except that it didn't stop there. Charles Gasparino, who we told you is coming on the show in 45 minutes from Fox Business Network. Uh, He was on the show a couple weeks ago and told us that he's got sources close to Dan Snyder. Says that he knows Dan, he's not talking to Dan right now, but that he has some sources on Dan's side of it. Remember, a couple weeks ago, he reported that this sale is going to happen before the start of the league year. And he also suggested that Jeff Bezos was going to be getting in soon after the Super Bowl. So you can put a check mark so far uh-huh. by what he's told us on this show. I think a lot of people were upset when he came on because he did make Dan to be a sympathetic figure. Uh, he said Dan's tired of the BS and you know that people, uh, based on his interactions at least, don't understand Dan as a person. And he was very complimentary of the Snyders, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you do that, you're just not going to get a lot of love from our listening audience. Sure. And frankly, I don't really care what he thinks of Dan Snyder or Tanya Snyder or Jerry Snyder or anyone else in the Snyder family. Name a Snyder. I, I really don't. Zach Snyder, Zach. who did the movie The 300. His opinions on any Snyders. Uh, Travis Snyder, the, the former Toronto Blue Jays outfielder. Good pull on Travis Snyder. Huge disappointment as a seventh overall pick. Brandon Snyder, the former 13th overall pick at a Westfield High School. who was with the Orioles and now a, I think the catcher in the bullpen for the Nationals. Any Snyders. Rick, Rick Snyder, FanDC.com. I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could do a Rick. Charles Gasparino, man. Charles Gasparino. Yeah. His opinions on the Snyders, I don't care about that. So immediately after the interview, by the way, I, I said, people are going to be focused on where he's like, you know, Dan, you know, he's misunderstood. He's a nice guy. People are going to be focused on that stuff. I care that he actually has spoken to Dan Snyder and he's close to Dan Snyder. He's got somebody that's in Dan's ear. Somebody on that side is telling him this thing's happening. That's the part that I cared about. Right, if you're if you're concerned that he thinks Dan's a good dude, I, that's on you. Enjoy it. I cared more about the big picture details. And so far, to your point, Jeeps, he's been proven correct. Remember Troy Snyder from the Washington Warthogs indoor soccer team? I don't, but that sounds like a person. I think he was their team captain. And then there was also a, there was a Reef Snyder, like a that's a cheating kind of. That's a full last name. What about Snyder Berlin, like pretzels? Oh sure, that's Snyder's of Hanover. Yeah, Snyder's of Hanover. Uh, Bill Snyder was like the 200-year-old coach of Kansas State a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, was like yeah, yeah. He's still coaching somehow. Yeah. Just never went away. Uh, but here's what Gasparino reported today. He said, as Jeff Bezos takes steps to bid on commanders, current owner Dan Snyder tells the NFL he will not sell for less than $6 billion. NFL is really pushing Bezos to make a bid because he can easily meet the league's 30% owner equity rule, meaning he has the cash. The other owners probably don't right now at $6 billion. Gasparino went on to report that Bezos has a potential partnership with Jay-Z. It remains a possibility that Jay-Z could be involved with Bezos, but that Bezos wants to retain and remain in control of the ownership group. According to his sources, questions continue to swirl in league circles about Bezos unloading the Washington Post as part of the deal. One rumored buyer of the Post According to Gasparino, would be Mike Bloomberg. And he says the story continues to develop. So we'll ask him about all of those things at three. Does he have to sell the post to own the team? I don't think so. I don't know why he would. Is the idea that there's a conflict of interest there? Might be. Potentially. I mean, people don't seem to care about that sort of stuff anymore. Though. I was going to say, like, say, when has that stopped us? We had the, the Larry Michael skin tangibles. We just talked about... Ted Uh, Leontis Leontis owns Monumental Sports and Entertainment, which took over NBC Sports Washington. Mm -hmm. So if you can own your own TV station, why can't you own your own paper that covers you and does 
You know, that, that's 5% of what the paper does, by the right. way. There's a lot of other things that they do, too. <laughs> they're, they're uncovering all sorts of other stuff. But, yeah, it, you know, it may make practical sense. It may just be something that the NFL wants to do for optics. You know, it's the Washington Post is obviously, is obviously significant. But in the spectrum of Be- Bezos' portfolio, it is, I don't, again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's chump change, right? That That's a morning cup of coffee for the guy, whether he wants to have it or not. I find this idea that Dan wants six billion interesting uh, because number one, it, it would make some sense if he was really told. Because I heard directly from people around the organization that people in the league told him he could get seven bill and maybe even more than that originally when they were trying to get him to sell. It would stand to reason if you originally went in thinking that. That maybe five point something isn't that exciting. And maybe he says, get me to six billion and I'll get away. If none of the other prospective owners, Josh Harris and whoever else is in on this thing, has the cash to be able to pull that off, I could totally see the NFL getting with Bezos, who they have a very good relationship with, who's already got the Thursday night Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime games and saying, hey, we're on the five yard line here. This guy is in London. He's ready to get out. We just need you to, to, to push this thing over the top. And you have an NFL team, and it's $6 billion, and, and you get to do whatever you want in your image now. I could see all of that. Like, that makes some sense it to does. me. The, the weird part, though, is our guy A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports reported like a month ago that originally the first round of bidding, so to speak, mm-hmm. got to $6.3 billion. I know the New York Post has come out subsequently and said, well, that was more just throwing numbers out there, not actual bids. And after some due diligence, some of the owners have lowered their numbers into the fives. So maybe that's what it was, and both of those things can be true. But there are some conflicting reports on where the numbers are anyway. Yeah, it's, it's we think of bid, we think of auction. What do you want to give me for this water bottle? 100. Grant raises his paddle. You just bid 100. Yeah. It, I don't think that's what that was. It was supposedly like yeah. a verbalized, hey, we're looking for 100 bucks. Would you be willing to pay that? It's an indication of interest or and something. You say, yeah, I, I, if that's what it takes, I'd be willing to pay 100 bucks. But... I'm going to send my guy over to look around and see what it's worth. And mm-hmm. then you're like, well, this is actually worth $87. So I'll give you 90 bucks. But keep in mind, previous record, $4.65 billion for the Denver Broncos. And it's not like it was 20 years ago, right? It's it was months ago. A few months ago. We're still talking about blowing past that with a lot of work that needs to be done on the, on the franchise. So it's like, it's got to be six. And maybe that's true you know, via Dan's emotions or, or, or whatever. But if it's five, seven, five, it's still a billion more dollars than anybody else has come close to being able to get for a franchise. Let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines right now with this question. Yesterday's development that Bezos has hired a firm and is going to be now trying to figure out if he wants to bid on this team. He is in. He had not previously been as of 24 hours ago. Does it change how you feel about the sale? How sure were you that Dan Snyder is going to sell 24 hours ago before this story broke? And how sure are you now? How big is that gap? How much changed for you yesterday? 800-636-1067 if you want to join us. You can also tweet us at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines open 800-636-1067. You're listening to The Fan. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? 
With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Jeff Bezos has retained um, an investment firm called Allen and Company, not necessarily a household name if you're not um, a billionaire, but this investment firm to advise him on a potential potential bid for the commanders. So um, all the caveats up front, it's not at all clear he's going to go forward, but a, a transaction of the scale, you definitely need to hire experts to to value uh, at a minimum what is a fair market price. And that's super difficult to do. The voice of Liz Clark of the Washington Post, who with her colleagues broke the story yesterday that Jeff Bezos is poking around on the Washington Commanders. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to The Fan. Charles Gasparino, Fox Business News, says that Dan wants $6 billion to sell the team. Bezos is the league's top choice. We'll talk to him about that coming up at the top of the hour in 30 minutes. And by the way, at that time, in 30 minutes at 3 o'clock, we'll have a pair of Wizards tickets we're giving away that could be yours. We're giving Wizards tickets away today at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 5 o'clock right here on Grant and Danny. So the first of three chances to win Wiz tickets to their game on March 2nd comes your way in a half hour. By the way, the D.C. Defenders play tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on FX, Danny. Now I was oh. looking up the roster of the team they're playing. They're playing the Vegas Vipers. Here Some, or out there? Out there. All right. So this is a road game. Audi Field, March 5th, I think, is the next time they're home, a week from Sunday. But uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. kickoff on FX. The team they're playing has some former NFL studs, including Martavis Bryant, who failed out of the NFL wow. based on some drug things. I thought he was going to be a star, by the way. Geronimo Allison, the former uh, Green Bay Packer, Packer, is on that team as well. Quarterback Brett Hundley is on their depth chart, not even starting for them, Man. which is interesting. 
And former Redskins great Martrell Spate is on the Vegas Vipers. I feel like he started for a while here. I feel like he had like a week, several weeks in a row where he was playing a bunch here. Is that, am I overdoing that? Or is it just a preseason There's some slight overdoing maybe happening there. He definitely was a special teams ace here. Here's the problem for Spate, if you remember. He had major concussion Concussion stuff, yeah. He would get a concussion and the symptoms would linger for three months on end. I mean, he, he was on IR at one point for like an early season concussion that cost him the entire year because he was still having issues from what I remember hearing with uh, light and things like that. Yeah, I feel like he was one of those guys that we as fans rooted for a lot. Like we wanted him to be, you know, one of those guys that contributed at linebacker a lot. But yeah, injuries just held him back and he just never could break through. He had really good preseasons. He was a mid-round draft pick. He was, you're right. I mean, he's definitely like a fan favorite type guy. Uh, had a really good career at Arkansas, if if I remember correctly, in college in the SEC. But, uh, yeah, Martrell Spate, not playing four, but against Washington tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on FX. So you know the question, Danny. How much did your opinion on whether or not Dan Snyder's going to sell change with yesterday's news that Jeff Bezos' music might be playing? I actually think it's happening now. Whereas before, I think, or I thought, the league was going to ultimately have to force Dan to do it. I thought we were headed for a showdown and Dan was just doing a dog and pony show and people were dropping out because they knew this was kind of a sham. And, you know, eventually, whether it was next year or some other time, the Mary Jo White report would finally come out. They'd nail him down. They'd have the vote, et cetera. I now think of his own volition, of his own accord, he's selling. So I went from, I'd say, 51-49 that the league is going to force him to do it to 95% that it's happening and it's happening Imminently. So I've been on the, this is like a 90%, 95% thing for a while. I guess nothing really changed for me a whole lot yesterday other than Danny. The little voice in the back of my head that says, you're getting too confident. You're looking too much into what you're being told, mm-hmm. what you're hearing, and you're not looking enough into the fact that Dan Snyder's just very quietly not saying anything right now, that he could absolutely not sell. That voice got a lot less loud last night for me. So maybe I went from you know 80% that he's selling to 90 or so, 95%. But I've always felt like he was selling. The question is when. My guess all along has been this offseason. I think it's really unrealistic to have everything done by the start of the owners' meetings in March a month from now, and I still think that's the case. I think that's bullish, but... I've thought he was going to sell this offseason for months. I still think that, but my trepidation dwindled some yesterday. It was it was a good feeling to know that Bezos is in because I think whether he bids and, and buys the team or he doesn't, because I think if he bids, he buys the team. Obviously, he's going to have the winning bid. I don't believe all of the hypothesizing that Snyder would never sell him the team. I don't believe that for one second. Do you? No. To me, when you're Dan Snyder and you're checking out, you want every penny you can get. You're going to put a sign up that says, I just got more than any owner has ever gotten. Good luck getting more than me. You're trying to shatter what the Broncos did. If Bezos is going to give you a couple hundred mil more than anybody else, you say thank you and you move along. My clarification is I think Dan, if if there were two equal offers, he would take the non-Bezos offer. In his, in his mind, in his ideal world. But I'm with you. I, I think ultimately, I think Liz Clark said this best yesterday, and I agree with everything you just said, money talks here. And if, if Bezos lays down the, uh, you know, the, the, the largest stack, I think it's his. If you're selling a house, though, 
the more people that are bidding, the better. The better. The more people who can pay cash and have you know the money at their disposal, the better. And so even if Bezos is not going to bid, let's say his firm comes back and says, this is not worth $6 billion, don't do that. And he says, I'll only give you five, and, and that's not enough because he's just making a business decision. I still think yesterday was huge from a Josh Harris standpoint or whoever the other mystery owners are. Supposedly three of them have toured the facility, not named Jeff Bezos. Let's go to the phones. Anthony's in Calvert on Grant and Danny. How much did yesterday change how you feel about this sale? Uh, it didn't really affect me at all because I was already basically subscribed to the fact that he's going to sell the team because the impetus behind him selling is not choice or revenue. It's you know what, we, what has been reported that the NFL is putting pressure on him, and it's also been speculated that his family is basically fed up with all the the um, excuse me the the history around his ownership and how they're being affected. So I, don't, I didn't really affect it, and at this point. You know, I mean, I know it's billions of dollars, but either way, it's it's 15%, maybe 20% difference, which is a huge valuation. But at the same time, it's not like we're talking about a 50% difference. It's, you know, to him, it's nothing. He's just in it for spite, I think, to be, be honest with you. He's just a small little man that I hope leaves town ASAP. Appreciate you, Thanks, Anthony. Dude. I really believe that at the core of the will-he-sell conversation is one question, which is, is Dan Snyder fed up? Does Dan Snyder want out? Mm. I think all the other moving parts, how much money will it take, and these little nuggets that each reporter gets one by one a week after the other, and some of them conflict, I think a lot of it is noise, frankly. I do too. My belief, and this is more speculation than it is information, is that, he is over it. I felt like that for a while. And I'll tell you really my sea change. Enough people were in my ear kind of whispering these things to me that I trust as the year went on that it's just not the same right now. He doesn't care as much. I don't know how we got here. Is it that his kids don't want the team? Is it that his wife is over it? Is it that he got tired of all of the investigations? I don't know. I do think that the name change probably was something of a seminal moment. I really do believe that. But when he wasn't coming to games anymore, and then we poked fun at it, but I think it ended up being huge. When we found out that he legitimately was going to be possibly living in London permanently Mm. or full-time or have a residence there more often than he had, that was when my antenna kind of shot up finally, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go harder with this. I I really believe that he is checking out. He just doesn't care. He's not as invested. Now, it could be wrong. But that's what I think. So whether it's seven billion or six billion or five point four billion, my belief is that whenever this thing ends, he'll take the highest number. Whoever that bidder is gets the team, and he's gonna go on his yacht watching movies in his in his uh, you know, movie theater that he built. So my question therein to be more specific: October second at Dallas, that weird frosted tips picture. With Dan and Jerry and Jason Wright, that stage thing, that shot across the bow. You want me? You got to go through us. We're the we're the ultimate allies, right? You can't kick me out of this league. Very purposeful. You get lawyer statements uh, on that point. I, I think I think that was right around the time when John Brownlee, his attorney, was on with us. They're going on, you know, the offensive. They're everywhere. This whole thing is a conspiracy. It's nonsense. Fighting the fight as hard or harder than they ever have. Something changed between those points or those kind of dates then. 
and then the end of the season. What day, I wonder what it was. What day was he in Dallas for that picture? October 2nd. Sunday, October 2nd. One month from that day exactly was November 2nd. That was the day he hired Bank of America to explore a sale. Mm-hmm. In those 30 days, something happened. Something happened. What that is, I don't know. But I, I do believe that everything changed. To me, maybe it's the Mary Jo White report or, or some kind of smoking gun or something behind the scenes where the league basically said to him, it's over, Johnny. That's my thought. Yeah. But yes, you're right. On October 2nd, they were still in fight mode. The attorney's calling into our radio show. They're aggressive. They're going after people. He's taking pictures with Jerry saying, Come at me, bro. I'm not leaving. (laughs) Exactly. Jordan Belfort style. I'm not going anywhere. You're going to have to get a wrecking ball. One month later, they hire a bank to try to move this thing. Mm -hmm. That is the, the... Six billion dollar question, maybe. I want to know so bad. Did something change, like it appears, and what might it have been? Uh, let's uh, get to a few more of your thoughts. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Yesterday was a huge moment. Danny went from thinking he's not selling this off season to now thinking he's going to. Are you guys in that boat? You're listening to Grant and Danny on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's not the total shock, but the shock that he needs Allen and company, uh, which which has you know been on the other end of all these sales, uh, the Broncos, the Panthers, and then the, then the uh, in, in in baseball with the Mets. It's kind of like the opposite. Like I think Bezos needs wants uh, outside needs some outside help to evaluate how much the team is worth, how much more work needs to go into building a stadium, and you know, and then probably most of all, make, making sure that you know Snyder, you know. If, doesn't doesn't charge him a premium to buy him. That's AJ Perez of Front Office Sports who joined us yesterday after the big Bezos news. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. I just saw that the Lions have released defensive lineman Michael Brockers. It's a good longtime defensive uh, end in the league. They don't have a single player over thirty years old on their roster right now. Detroit wow. has some things cooking. I like that in the it's NFC genius. North. They are talented. They are young. Not one player over the age of 30 now that they released Brockers. As we welcome you back on G&D, getting ready for Charles Gasparino, who told us when he was on the show a couple weeks ago, he knows Dan Snyder personally. And he has been all over this story and gotten a lot of things right. So we'll see what he has to say about the sale coming up in about 12 minutes. We're giving away Wizards tickets, top of the hour as well. Friends in Annandale, home of the Adams. What's up, Fran? Hi, Greg and Dave. Happy day after Biennium Officially came on board, and Bezos came out of the shadow day. 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 Yeah, I'm uh, somewhat more positive, but for all the reasons you already mentioned, Grant, I was already fairly positive that Snyder was on his way to selling, and I actually felt better last week after finding out how supportive he was of the, the enemy deal because I think from a business standpoint, he felt like it enhanced the value of the team. Mm. 
And sure enough, I mean, I don't know if that's correlated, but here comes Bezos out of the woodwork after that deal is signed and done. So, um, and Bezos brings obviously all the uh, business acumen. He's going to want to have who knows what kind of innovative stuff at the at the stadium. You know, better way to buy food. I think that's been brought up and things like that. That uh, I think is going to be a very positive thing and and get people fully and happily engaged again, along with, obviously, the enemy being a major, major plus on uh, how this team's going to play the game. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Great call. Much appreciated. So I may be overestimating this, and I know just given where you were and given where I was, I see why I'm making the leap. So I want you to pour cold water on it for me or or tell me I'm silly or whatever. I don't have a better way to to think of it than this. I was trying to, I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, why are you so like sort of, I was bouncing around last night, like a crazy person. Like that's all I wanted to talk about was like Bezos involvement and this, that, and the other thing. And I was trying to explain to her why I think it's so significant. Anytime a team is mentioned, Josh Harris is like the, the Pelicans and finding Nemo. My, 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 I like teams. I'll be a team. I'll let, I'll own it. I'll own it. I'll own it. I've been, I've been. Anytime anything's up for auction, Josh Harris is around, right? It doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Like those, I can't remember that there are two names, but there's a pair of like private equity people that from California, and and they they're mentioned every time a team is up for sale. Too like they just come running. They just sort of want their names out there. There's something about Bezos who the only things we'd heard previously are he 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 might get involved or we want it. Like it just seemed like they just desperately wanted his. Uh, his his sort of heavyweight sway to kind of come in and legitimize this process. The fact that he is made the whole thing seem real to me. You know what I mean? I know it may have been real to you before this, but for me, it, was, it wasn't really. It was still like kind of a dog and pony show. Jeff Bezos doesn't mess around with dog and pony shows. It became this grounded, tangible thing where the accelerator is hit, afterburners are going, it's downhill, on grease, we're moving. So that's your experience. Like, yeah. I, I can't tell you what to think or how mm. to think. I mean, that that's... How you felt about it. All I can say is I've kind of thought that this was happening in reality for a long time. And I'm not claiming victory. By the way, it might not happen. No, totally. I but could be loud wrong. I just mean the Bezos part of it. Why, like it, It's a rocket ship I, we, for me. We disagree on Harris as an example. I don't think it's just the, hey, there's a house for sale, and he's the guy that shows up at every house to walk through and take pictures. He wants an NFL team that's known. He's the, the leader, and, and still maybe if Bezos doesn't get it, the guy I think that will end up with this team. Uh, he owns two other teams. This is the business he's now launched himself fully into. He's been touring the facility. I don't think he's just a paddle raiser. I think that guy really wants to own an NFL team, and I think he really wants to own the Commanders. So with or without Bezos, I kind of thought with a guy like him, this thing is probably going to happen. What I would love to know are who are the mystery bidders. Yeah. That, to me, is still fascinating, right? And it doesn't matter probably if Bezos gets in because nothing else matters. Yeah, is, it, is it like the Scott Boris mystery team? Where they're not sure. real? <laughs> well, I, people have, in the building, have said that at least three owners have come through and tour. Uh-huh. Now, I guess you could technically go on a tour and say I might be bidding. I'm a, I'm a prospective <laughs> owner. Now that number becomes four, right? you got to do some but, finance and uh, move some things around. Yeah, I just I, I believe that Harris is legitimate. And, and it sounds like maybe you thought it was just more of a, he's just a guy to say that I have a possible new owner who's interested. And I never really thought of him. In that way. The reason yesterday to me was huge. This is where we will agree. Mm -hmm. Not because it became credible or real. I think most of us have been there for a while. It's just, I think a lot of us always thought Bezos was going to end up getting the team. And if he didn't bid, not only could that not happen, 
But if we were wrong about that, what else are we wrong about, really? Um, yeah. Like, how much more is there that we got wrong? And now, by seeing him get in, it just feels like the stars are aligning for what we were told to expect for a long time. Speaking of Eric Bieniemy, we're going to talk about him at 325. We'll let you hear what he had to say about Sam Howell. Really, really good content from Bieniemy on his new quarterback that you'll want to hear on Grant and Danny. Next, Charles Gasparino live. He has the report today that the NFL wants Bezos to win this bid and that Dan Snyder wants, needs, we'll ask him which, $6 billion to sell the team. We're Grant and Danny. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.